0: live
1: from northern california it's lifeline with jesse gastan he's the host of way
0: of grace a pastor and a community leader he's a teacher and an inspiration he's lifeline's own jesse gastan and i'm very glad to be with you on this monday edition of lifeline so um thrilled to be able to talk with you for a couple of hours The number to reach me one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. As we embark upon another week, as we move out into, as we launch towards the close of our our summer and enter into our winter, what shall we? Talk about today that might advance our understanding of God, might enhance our loving commitment to Him, might strengthen us in our faith as we continue to look to Christ as the grounds of our hope and the reality of the invisible God. I do want to welcome you to the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistan, just trying to put some things in order here, trying to determine which route I want to go. I do know I want to open up talking to you about. Uh, his name happens to be Drew Brees, NFL football quarterback, very prominent quarterback, as you guys, uh, m- many of you football fans will know. He. Uh he was uh, kind of just caught up in a little tangle here. He, he he plays for the New Orleans Saints, as you guys know. Uh, I guess he's a believer. He's a Christian professing believer. Uh, I didn't know that. But, you know, a lot of believers are in the league. A lot of, a lot of Christians are in uh, the uh, football league as well as in uh, the NBA, baseball, etc. I would imagine with a lot of our historic sports, that would be the case. But <clears throat> apparently, Mr. Drew Brees has come under fire recently for being part of an event of uh back, uh bring your bible to school day if you will um where he um he he openly uh in, he openly encouraged uh young people to bring their bibles to school I, I, you, you you would never have something like that taking place here in California I can tell you that now but apparently there are states where that kind of uh event uh, takes place where where people are encouraged, young people are encouraged to, to bring their Bibles to school. Now you do know it was over a hundred years ago, at least, uh, maybe not that long, or maybe longer. I have to let my wits uh, gather themselves here uh, as we as we progress in our program. But it really wasn't that long ago when uh, part of academic requirement, part of history, part of literature part of uh, philosophy, uh, part of uh, of science, and then certainly religion that you actually had to learn significant portions of the Bible in elementary school. That's right, as a uh, part of a constituent part of the curriculum. For Americans, many years ago, the Bible was a main portion of the literature by which you developed a worldview, by which you came to understand how the world operated. Who created the world? why we were made a lot of salient, salient questions uh, were considered in in uh, in, in educational school uh, many hundreds of years ago, um, maybe even less than that, as I stated, but around the time of John Dewey, where they really pressed for a kind of secular educational school system where Christianity and religious worldviews had to be. Uh, moved out of the classroom, if you will, under the false notion of separation in church of church and state. You guys have heard those arguments as well, that they are not constitutional and they are not uh, part of the Bill of Rights. They are just a, a misinterpretation of the importance of not establishing a religion uh, as if we are operating out of a theocracy. Nevertheless, there was a time when Everyone would have known that the Bible consists of two major covenants, Old Covenant, New Covenant. Everyone would have known that the Bible consists in terms of books of 66 books. Everyone would have known that uh, Moses was the legislator of the Torah and the New Testament was written by the apostles and a few of those who were a part of the apostolic band for uh for the new testament everyone would have known uh, fundamentally about the incarnation and the virgin birth and the uh and the crucifixion and the death burial and resurrection bodily of the lord jesus that would have just been common parlance in terms of educational data today it's 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 not even tolerated it was uh again uh, Drew Brees was on a, a little snippet. You can go on uh, the uh, Internet. YouTube has been all over the radio, particularly with regards to um, to uh, conservative news, news talks, because they're jumping on this to make sure that everyone understands how the secular world operates. He did a three-minute stint simply saying, hey, it's a great time to demonstrate your faith. It's a good opportunity to bring your Bibles to school and uh, to, to honor that particular holiday. And uh, and wouldn't you know it, just for a three-minute snippet in terms of uh, supporting a, a group that wanted to make sure that we try to get the Bible back into uh, our society— he takes major major hits from the left, from the liberal culture, and they're fundamentally calling him a hate monger. Uh, fundamentally, charging Drew Brees with uh, fomenting hate and, and telling children to uh, become bigots and uh, and to, uh, to 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 begin to persecute those who are are not like him. That is the kind of framework that they are they were putting on. Drew Brees for simply saying, bring your Bibles to school. Now, I didn't hear much of the fomenting of the folks that were opposing him. I have a few articles somewhere in my uh, stack here where they have literally uh, condemned him for being part of, I guess it was uh focus on the family. Yeah. It was focused on the family that fundamentally asked him to do it. And he didn't make any mention of focus on the family. All he did was a little stint on bring your Bibles back to school. But I guess Drew Brees felt compelled, if you will, to, uh, to, uh, to have to defend himself, he, he had to actually respond. He, he basically said, uh, as, as, he, as he talked to them, that uh, uh, he does not support any group that discriminates or that, uh, hold, that, uh, that have their own agenda that are trying to uh, promote inequality. That's what he said. Bree then spoke, I'm I'm quoting from an article, Bree then spoke with reporters in an attempt to further clarify where he stands. The quarterback said he believes he was unfairly and mistakenly accused of being anti-gay and that he participated in the video solely to promote Bring Your Bible to School Day, not to endorse any type of hate. He says, I know that there are, unfortunately, Christian organizations out there that are involved in that kind of thing. He said, according to Eastman, and to me, Drew Brees says, that is totally against what being a Christian is all about. Being a Christian is love. It's forgiveness. It's respecting all and it's accepting all. In a video posted on YouTube, Jim Daly of colorado springs Colorado, colorado based focus on the family also clarified that the organization is not a hate group. Our goal is to say Jesus loves you, cares about you, no matter who you are, your race, your creed, your sexual orientation. Jesus died for every one of us that's the message we want to get out daily said right and so then when you when you begin to investigate you know the group that was uh fundamentally charging them with with hate and charging them with with uh discrimination you you come to find out that the group went on the focus on the family website to to find out that actually the focus on the family website does have commentary and suggestions about the LGBT community. It does have material that would clearly uh, imply that it does not agree with that lifestyle. And it does have material that would support the notion that the LGBT community needs to repent. The LGBT community needs to uh, uh, recognize that it's in sin and that it needs to, uh, it needs to find a way to, uh, to get right with God. In fact, one of the leftist groups made it very clear, Focus on the Family supports and promotes the practice of conversion therapy which uses a combination of uh, shaming, emotionally manipulative and traumatic stimuli and physically painful stimuli in order to cure LGBTQ plus people of their sexual orientation. Jen Bentley of Big Easy magazine wrote, according to Focus on the Family, they support the belief in traditional biblical marriage, whoa, which reserves marriage to be between a husband and a wife. Many people with same-sex attractions choose not to identify as homosexuals, lesbians, gay, and bisexuals. Instead, their primary identification comes from their faith in Jesus Christ, the focus on the family website detailed. In other words, the focus on the family website, while promoting a biblical view of heterosexual marriage, would also say that there are people in the community of faith who have same-sex attraction, but never yield to them. And therefore, as the statement says, many people with same sex attraction choose not to identify as homosexual, lesbian, gay, or bisexual. They identify as Christians, followers of Jesus and God's children. And they choose to live according to the biblical truths and values, reserving sexual expression for marriage between a man and a woman. We understand that this may be a difficult struggle requiring help, and assistance from other Christians, the website adds, and this is where Big Easy really does begin to kind of press into the issue of what I'm really going to challenge you on today, in terms of uh, let's think this through. Here you are, your your uh, Drew Brees. <clears throat> And you have an opportunity to do something that any Christian would do if the opportunity is given, right? You'd, you'd be more than willing to uh, encourage uh, young people to bring their Bibles to school. I would. I mean, if if a national uh, uh, ministry asked me, you know, little old me, to uh, to do a snippet and encourage people to bring their Bibles to school, I would do it. I would see that as a benefit, as an asset, as an opportunity for young, budding, believing Christians. It doesn't matter how young they are. They can be in middle school. They can be in elementary. If they really authentically know Jesus— then they should have the word of God already abiding in their heart, and they should already have a predilection towards wanting to talk to lost people about what it means to be saved. That must be the driving force of expression on the part of believers uh, that are left in this world. I would clearly and confidently tell them, but then once you get hit, With these kinds of allegations that are coming from the left, that you are a hate monger, that you um, that you uh, that you endorse the kind of uh, bigotry and 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 anti LGBTQ plus philosophy that they imposed upon him. Then the way Drew Brees responded really calls to question, in my opinion, and I want to hear from you about it. Is 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 Drew Brees's answer the right answer? You're confronted by a group who calls you anti-LGBTQ plus, and your response is, "I don't identify with any of these kinds of groups." that would disagree with, that would oppose, that would seek to thwart or change the mindset and the practices of the LGBT community. In other words, once again, Drew says, I know that there are unfortunately Christian organizations out there that are involved in that kind of thing. And to me, that is totally against what being a Christian is all about. So I want to ask you, is that true? Now, Drew says he's a Christian. He's he's encouraging children to bring their Bibles to school. And I'm, I'm wondering, okay, does Drew read his Bible? Does Drew read his Bible? Does Drew engage in biblical thinking? Does Drew understand what both Moses and Christ, along with his apostles, have stated about the lifestyle of the LGBT community? Uh, Does Drew understand what true love is and what true hate is? And I would ask you that. Would you embrace and adopt the expression that Drew Brees is laying out? Our goal is to say Jesus loves you, cares about you, no matter who you are, your race, your creed, your sexual orientation. Jesus died for every one of us. That's the message we want to get across. We don't hate anyone. We love everyone and we accept everyone as they are. Now, I know that is the popular viewpoint held by many today. Really, is that the way to position yourself to engage a hostile, Christ-hating, God-hating, Bible-hating culture? So as I'm thinking it through, and I'm about to take a break and we'll come back, um, I want to commend Drew for encouraging people to bring their Bibles to school. I do have that point of commendation that I want to lay out. But the point of concern for how he responded to his critics, is this a true representation of biblical Christianity that Drew Brees has laid out to love and accept everyone just as they are? Would that really be the way the Bible puts it? Or is Drew Brees engaging in politically correct speech? that softens the real substantial facts of explicit biblical truth that's designed to deal with men where they are in terms of the variance and hostility between them and God. Is the politically correct language darkening counsel by words without knowledge? Veiling biblical truth that would hurt any of us if we were told your true condition is that you are a sinner. Your need is for a savior. And the love of God expressed to humanity is only known, affirmed and received when you by faith submit. To the reality of the person and work of Jesus Christ as the grounds for you being made right with a God for whom he is presently angry with the wicked every day and that the wrath of God hangs upon humanity. Even as we speak that if you and I continue in our sin, we are going to hell. Now what I just shared with you, you know, is Bible. Now, for you, it may not be the politically correct or coy way of doing it. You may collapse into the same kind of terminology and phraseology of uh, of Drew Brees. No, Jesus loves everybody. We love everybody. We accept everybody exactly as they are. I think we need to have a conversation around that terminology because I think that terminology has been exposed by the left and the critics as being hypocritical. I think when the left and the critics read your Bible, Christian, and see that your Bible explicitly puts them in a bad light, both Moses, Jesus, and Paul, and your Bible explicitly lays out that their practices are evil and sinful, both Moses, Jesus, and Paul, then their problem is not with your politically correct language, Their problem is with your hypocrisy for coming off as being loving unconditionally, which is a myth. When in fact, they know that if you actually believe what that book says, you don't agree with their lifestyle, which is the real problem and point for them. So when I'm coming, when I come back from the break, I want to do, I want to engage you in w- which one is the most honest and sincere and integrity filled way of addressing people around the gospel. Is it to be politically correct? Is politically correct speech really wisdom or is it compromise? 188-367-5329. 367 Two lines open. Our conversation will be around Drew Brees is a commendable call for young people to bring their Bibles to school, but questionable response to a challenge that is what we call historically an opportunity for apologetics. You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline, I'll be right back.
1: And now back to Lifeline. All
0: right, we're back. The time 534 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. All the lines are full. We'll try to clear them out if you want to engage me in the topic. Let me frame uh, the question a little bit more succinctly with regards to Drew Brees' response to the critics that basically alleged that he was um, engaging in uh, uh, a hate activity and hate speech when he simply said... We encourage uh, young people to bring their Bibles to school and uh, to read their Bibles and to live out their faith. Uh, And some of the leftist organizations that are um, pro-LGBTQ+, Basically stained him with the anti LGBTQ plus stigma for which he responded back by saying, no, I don't identify with groups or people or organizations who are anti LGBTQ plus. Uh, my my basic convictions is to love God and to love my neighbor, uh, to accept you exactly who you are, to uh, love you exactly who you are. Uh, and I stated um with the very um a uh, specific question is that really the way in which the believer is to engage a person or people or groups that uh, that oppose the biblical uh, commentary and statement about uh, practices and behaviors and lifestyles, as well as worldviews. Uh, is it really the Christian response that you know uh, we love everybody, we accept everybody exactly as they are, we don't discriminate? Uh, against anyone whatsoever. Uh, You're all accepted. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. This is the common parlance that I've been dealing with for 23 years, uh, actually longer than that ministry-wise around what I consider a very vague uh, approach to explaining the objective love of God in Christ in a way that gives to the the law center the the unregenerate man the the rebel center a false promise that god never explicitly gives them i have stated it over and over the bible never says in any direct term god loves you you never read that in the Bible because God never does that. God is not the kind of politically correct uh, politician that you and I have a tendency to equivocate and be. The Bible very clearly says that God is love, but that's n- totally different than the statement. God loves you individually. or God loves y'all. And wherever you read the statements of God's love in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, they must always be contextualized. When you read John, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You have to read that with an informed mind that clearly says that God's love now is displayed rhetorically in John three sixteen, not as an unconditional love given to anyone at any time under any circumstance, but the exact opposite that his love is demonstrated in the context of his son, Jesus Christ, being a proprietary sacrifice, proprietary sacrifice for men and women who are sinners, who come to acknowledge their sin and therefore merit the blessings of God's objective love in the person of Jesus Christ on the grounds of faith in him. And that where there is not a believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, as the grounds of God's remedy for their rebellion and ruin, God's love is not to you. God's love is not unconditional. Now, here's the interesting thing, that if I had both groups in the studio with me today, Drew Brees and Jim Delia, a Focus on the Family, and then uh, these these uh, leftist groups, and we just read what the Bible said, the leftist group would look at John 3.16 And they would look at John 3, 19. In fact, the whole context and say, hey, you have a God that's requiring me to admit that I'm a sinner, that my predilection to be gay or predilection to be homosexual or predilection to be trans is wrong. Your Bible discriminates against my practices. Not only does it discriminate against my practices, it tells me there are consequences if I don't agree with the God of your Bible. Now, see, that individual, in my opinion, has more integrity than those of us who would want to kind of couch our language in politically correct terms, particularly when those people are admitting that they have a real struggle with biblical truth. And I'm asking you, Does that what you do? Do you couch your 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 profession as a believer in politically correct terms that makes it almost impossible for the person that's looking at you to see any real correlation between what you are saying you are, you're all loving, you're all accepting, you're all embracing, you're all kind, you're all sweet. You're all, you, 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 you fully understand you embrace them as they are. And then when they read your Bible, they go, now your Bible does not talk like you're talking. So which one is right? You are your Bible. Now I'm telling you, this is the issue in my generation with Christians today. So, I got one line open, one triple eight, three six seven, five, three two nine, one one line open. Let's go to line 1 and talk to Sheila in Concord. Sheila, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here.
0: Okay, question, comment, observation. I have,
2: comment. I have a comment. This is my comment. Okay. Yeah, this is my comment. Okay, I commend I commend him for saying bring your Bibles to school, but he's a punk. Hey, 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 hey,
0: Sheila, Sheila, okay.
2: Sheila! Okay, let me say like no, 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 Sheila, Sheila,
0: Sheila! You can't use that kind of commentary here. Okay. You can't okay. hold on, hold on, I'll, Sheila, I'll take Sheila. Go. Take it way, take back. way back because you're not you're not talking you're not talking to Drew and you're talking to largely a Christian audience and you don't have to use that terminology. You just don't have to do it, okay. sister. You're a right.
2: coward. Okay. We stand up in, for in, what we believe.
0: Well, what uh, but what if he doesn't believe that? Believe. Sheila. A, Sheila, what, a, what if he doesn't believe,
2: homosexuality. believe it? Homosexuality. Why do we have to believe? Why do we have to go along with what what the world said and count to them?
0: But what if he doesn't believe that? What if he, what if Mr. Breeze actually believes what he said? Okay. All right. I, I that that part I agree with. See, because when I'm OK, so then I'm going to give I'm going to give you one more opportunity to express if, if someone comes to you and says, you know, um, are, are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Do you believe the Bible? And you say yes. How would you address? Here's the question I'm going to ask as a as a biblical Christian. And that's what you are, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're a biblical Christian. Exactly. Now, let me ask you the question. Are you anti-LGBTQ+, or are you pro-LGBTQ+. I'm
2: anti. Okay. because Because the Most High God destroyed two cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. He said it was an abomination, and he spewed them out of his mouth. And how can we accept, oh, God loves everything? No, he doesn't. God hates sin as well as the sinner. They need to... Why is Christians always bowing down to the world as to what they say and don't stand up
0: for true facts? I agree. I agree. Your question is valid. And that's where we are going in our conversation today, Sheila, around uh, whether or not we're going to be biblical Christians. or we are going to be uh, soft Christians that are politically correct, trying to woo people with a kind of universal love that actually is not demonstrated in the Bible? <laughs>
2: You know, this is, this, 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 this is my theory. How can the world tell the believers from the non-believers? You celebrate Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, all this. You accept everybody and their lifestyle. He said, come out from among them. Separate yourself from among them. What? Come on. What's up? Halloween coming up. you going to celebrate that? Oh, because hey, you're all it, over it, the it, map.
0: It, hey, you're it, all, it, all over the it, map. It's
2: okay. You're, I mean,
0: you're no, all over the map. Okay. Sheila, Sheila, bless you. You're all over the map. I agree with you on this point with Drew Brees. I really do think that either he is uninformed biblically as to what he is to be as a a believing Christian, ready to stand up for biblical truth, uh, no matter what the consequences to do it with meekness, humility, but with boldness and clarity. That's what Christians should do. Either he believes it or he compromised one or the other. And I happen to actually agree with your position. If you're a biblical Christian, you cannot be pro. LGBT, lgbtqe it would be the same thing like being pro abortion and no biblical christian can be pro abortion thank you for your call let me go to line number four and talk with luis in san jose line number four luis are you there
3: hello yes
0: how are you fine good question comment observation sir well just
3: uh comment on the you know the homosexual and uh, lesbian and whatnot mm-hmm. just you know um, I live in San Jose here in California and um, it just um, makes me sad how you know I mean uh, this thing is just uh, it's overwhelming it's yeah. like um, it, people is just uh, thinking it's okay you know and um, I see people you know woman with woman and, and whatnot and just you know what I mean it breaks my heart because you know I mean um uh you know they want to make it seem like if it's normal you see I do. and um and and the, the thing that makes me more sad is about see I, when I drive you know I drive through uh the streets I see churches churches that that they have their 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 there rainbow flags you yep. know hanging and yep. whatnot, because yep. as you guys mentioned that you know we love everyone and whatnot you know it, it breaks my heart because you know what i mean uh, I don't see that it's a true um the true uh, gospel you know what i mean the true um
0: you got it you true know, gospel.
3: Yes, and uh, you know, and if I if I have a comment on 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 social media about you know what you guys should not be doing this because you know then and that, we trying to explain them according to the scriptures. Right. But um, but they they go like you know what are you are you holy are you um you know um you have uh, you have sin too? And I say yes, I have sin too. You know.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know.
3: Uh, the only thing I can tell them is about, you know, the scripture says, if anyone is caught in any trans- transgression, who you who are spiritual should restore him in the spirit of gentleness.
0: Yep. Great. And
3: that's, you know, yes, yeah, so they that- don't get that part, you know what I mean? I'm not judging them. I'm just, you know... I'm just telling them to, to turn to God, you know, in, in, a, in a lovely way. You see what I mean? But, I do. Um, they I... don't see, they have ears, but they don't listen. They have eyes, but they don't see. Um, it's just sad, you know what I mean? That's all I can tell you guys. That's why I call because uh, to me, um, they they, don't, they have no fear for for the for the Almighty God, you know, and it's just it's, you know it breaks my heart, you know, because I live here near to San Francisco, and it's all about you know gays and 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 people and lesbians and and I mean oh my Lord, you know I wish God would send them a, a you know a sign you know to repent, but if they if they rather like to die and find out for themselves, you know on the judgment day, it's, it's going to be too bad because there's no, there's no point, you know, there's no return from that. You know, you, you know, you, they're going to be stuck there. And I feel them because like you were telling me, you know, we love them, you know, we, we care for them and, and that's the real love. You
0: yep. know what I mean yeah You got I it. Just, you I did a great,
1: you
0: Louise, you did a great job. I've got to take a break. You did an excellent job. You did it in two ways, which I appreciate. One, you are holding to biblical truth. Dude, you are doing it in the spirit of charity. You demonstrated that you really do have a heart for them. I I know how we can be played down in terms of this kind of uh, emotional, uh, you know, sentimentality that seems to be the only way people will hear you today. But I definitely appreciate Luis's heart. And his stance on biblical truth. You are on the right course, my brother. Continue fighting the good fight of faith. Do not become pompous. Do not become self-righteous. Do not become angry. Do not become self-righteous. Continue in the same spirit and God will bless your labors. Gotta take a break. Two lines open. One triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Gotta take a break. Two lines open. One triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. We'll be right back.
1: And now back to Lifeline. The
0: time is 5.52 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We are investigating and, and parsing through what has been nationally publicized in the media over the last couple of days. Drew Brees' response to leftist critics, liberal critics around him encouraging young people to bring their Bibles to school. And, uh, his response was such that we felt like we need to have a conversation around how do you actually respond to communities that are mandating that if you're going to, uh, if you're going to love them, you have to be a pro LGBTQ plus individual. If you're going to love them, you're going to have to accept them as they are. If you're going to love them, you're going to have to just receive them, uh, as they are. And, 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 and that's the kind of Jesus they will have or they won't have your Jesus. And one of the things we were dealing with is that if you are going to try to win or encourage or woo the uh, the lost person, the person that is not walking in the light of the truth of the gospel, do you do it by just uh, flowering your, your rhetoric with love, 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 love? Does that work? I can tell you it's been used since the 60s. And it really doesn't work. If anything, this compromising phraseology of love, 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 love has actually been a Trojan horse that has allowed the spirit of Antichrist to enter into our churches and to uh, transform our churches into Babylonian systems of, uh, of, uh, of rainbow expression. Uh, largely speaking, the churches are are moving away from biblical truth, biblical terminology, biblical concepts, biblical doctrine, a biblical stance. And, uh, but I don't know if Drew Brees actually believes what he is saying or understands fully what he is saying over against the scriptures. I don't think we can know. I'm not going to call him a, a punk. I'm not going to call him a, a, a coward because I really don't know. Now, if he does know what the Bible actually teaches— and he has been filtered through the three works of the spirit of God. The first work of the spirit is to convince the world of sin and where Christians become very, uh, compromised and, and soft on sin terminology, transgression terminology, as Luis so plainly said, uh, then you are not ready to be an advocate for the true gospel. You're just not, you are a, you're compromising. Until we deal with men's real condition, we are not ambassadors for Christ. You don't find that anywhere in the New Testament that they overplay the term love as a premise for a discourse with people about their condition. Now, you meet sinners, they come in all different kind of forms and attitudes. And yes, depending upon the attitude that they have, you are going to frame your conversation accordingly. If an individual sinner is coming with a honest inquiry as to what the Bible says about their condition, you are not going to take your Bible and hammer them over the head. As if, you know, you got to you just got a fish jumping in your boat and 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 now we better hit him over his head so we can get him. You're not going to do that. You're going to begin to explain to him his condition, your condition and God's remedy. If God is drawing him, he'll be able to bear up under biblical truth. If God is not drawing him, if he's simply just passing by and is another uh, victim, if you will, of the prevailing nature of, of, of gospel proclamation, as God intends the gospel to go all into all the world, he will hear it and then he will turn and he will go his way and uh, he will not be the better for it. And that happens 90 percent of the time. Uh, But every now and then an individual is coming, even the ones that are coming with some hostile hostility and some some antagonism. You still are to be gracious and wise, but also poignant. If they puff up and get arrogant and pompous in their hostility, simply speak the truth. In love. Now, that has nothing to do really about tone. It has everything to do about attitude. You don't have to have a heart playing behind you when you say it. You actually just have to say it with a disposition of humility and making sure that you are inclusive in that statement. Sir, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Let me see here. Let me go to line number two uh, and talk to Mark briefly about this and see where he is. Mark, what say you about our topic? Do
1: you have to stick on topic or can I talk about the times?
0: No, no. We are talking about one topic. How would you respond to a homosexual LGBT community coming to you relative to you uh, promoting the Bible, promoting uh, young people bringing their Bibles to school, and that they would uh, they would uh, suggest that you are. Uh, hate-mongering, that you are hostile, that you are uh, antagonistic and bigoted? How would you fundamentally respond to uh, that charge? And I don't know, did you hear Brew, uh, Drew Brees' response to their antagonism towards him?
1: Uh, I heard he, he stood up and said we should bring the Bible in, and that's good. That's wonderful that he did that against Copernicus or whatever his name was he
0: did but say he he, he 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 did say that he did say that but then yeah, he was then he was challenged and oh, af- and after okay. he was challenged he came back and he said he does not he does not identify or participate in any group that would be uh discriminating or 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 um showing inequality towards the LGBTQ XYZ community or any community like that. He had been actually a spokesman for Focus on the Family and the groups that really went at him said, hey, you are part of Focus on the Family and Focus on the Family has a very clear stance against LGBTQ communities as well as a conversion program for them to come up out of it. And I guess Drew Brees acted like or or, or did not know uh, that uh, Focus on the Family held an a anti-gay position, and what we're doing is taking his comment, because what his comment was is, I love everybody, I accept everybody, I embrace everybody, I think that that's what Jesus taught, I think that that's what the Bible teaches, that's fundamentally what his words were, and what we are doing on this program is asking the question, uh, w- 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 is that politically correct speech? Is it a lack of understanding? And what would the biblical response be for a grounded Christian who would be challenged by the LGBT community as hating simply because you are saying to little kids, read your Bibles, live your faith out and uh, and be and be ready to testify to Christ? How would you respond to that?
1: Well, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ and give none offense to the Jews, the Gentile, nor the Church of God. Right. And, uh, like, during the uh, uh, Pride Month a couple months ago, they had these rainbow flags here in San Jose uh, to help cross the street. And I took uh, uh, the rainbow flag and flew it really high and waved it and, and uh, was talking to people, you know, uh, about you know, the meaning of the rainbow and about how, you know, really they should be ashamed, not proud, you know, of their behavior, but nevertheless, if they do repent, you know, they uh, can be saved. So in other words, I I took the bull by the horns and and explained to the people that the sign of the rainbow is it's God's rainbow, and God put it in the sky to show us that he wasn't going to kill everybody by water. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, and then I just turned it around, and, and Leviticus, what really bothers me about the LGBT is they're such lying, two-faced hypocrites that they go, and they and they say that we are full of hate because we tell them the truth when it actually says that you're full of hate.
0: If, if you don't.
1: You don't speak up and rebuke someone. In love, speak the truth in love, but if you don't do that, you are the hater. And according to Leviticus 19, where Paul quoted in Romans 13... Yeah. You know, Paul actually quoted that, where it says, "Love your neighbor as yourself." But yep. the context of loving your neighbor as yourself, Jesse, as you well know, that's uh, what it is, says. Uh, speaking the truth,
0: that's what know? it says. It says it explicitly, that and if we don't, if we don't rebuke them, then we are not loving them.
1: Exactly, we're not loving them. My prophets have seen false and vain visions. Uh, How's that going? Lamentations.
0: False and vain visions.
1: Yeah. yeah. And they have not discovered your iniquity to turn away your captivity. In other words, you have to expose the sin for them to get victory over the sin. Because, you know, if you don't expose the fact that homosexuality is an abomination to God, then they they can't get saved.
0: Just like that. I got to take a break. Thanks for the call. When I come back more on this conversation, two lines open one, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine, one, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. When you're confronted with a person or two or three or four in this minor superiority group because they're minor, but they uh, they are practicing a superiority complex because they have uh, much of the court system the judiciary and the legislative branch capitulating to this same spirit of Babylon dominating our, our nation. And they have redefined terms and phrases to push Christians back on their heels. And because Christians are really not as aligned with biblical truth as they ought to be, uh, you, you you might find yourself borderline compromising the gospel. And has that ever happened to you? Have you ever found yourself talking like Drew Brees? I I love everybody. I accept everybody just like you are. Just, you know, I'm not discriminating. I believe in equality. Uh, or, Or do you say, you know, I'm a Christian and I believe this book rightly divided, rightly interpreted. And a consistent analysis of the scriptures with a proper hermeneutic demands that me let you know that sin has always been sin because God is immutable in his nature and his decrees are immutable. And what was sin a thousand years ago is sin today. Consequences are the same and yet application might be modified, but it's very clear that the wages of sin is death and we cannot find a way to justify a sinful practice That was condemned a thousand years ago and is explicitly affirmed as wrong. In the Bible today and somehow find a way to justify it. None of us want to be claimed as haters. None of us want to experience the, the notion that we're hate mongers. Nobody wants to feel that. But that's exactly what Jesus said would occur. That the world would hate you. But it hates you because it hated me. Two lines open. One triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Who you with? I'll be right back.